You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, and we've got a tremendous show for you. For those of you guys that have been tuning in to VEASAN's Bets Giving, I'm going to try to get some answers for you as we've got the leader in the clubhouse joining me in 15 minutes. That'd be Dave Tooley. Dave Tooley does absolutely terrific work over here at the network, taking a look at pretty much every single betting market on the face of planet Earth. We're going to be recapping what we all saw here in this NFL Sunday, a wild one, which I'll be diving into in a minute, give you guys my thoughts, because there's a lot of you guys that might have been on the right side of some of the things that we saw, and if you're like me, you're probably on the wrong side of a lot of them. I'm looking at you, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm looking at you, the Baltimore Ravens. So we're going to be airing out some grievances there, because now we are past Thanksgiving. We're getting closer to Christmas time, so... We're going to be talking about that a little bit, but we're going to be joined with Dave in 15 minutes. That's going to be terrific. And got to get a little bit of a behind-the-book perspective. We're going to be getting that from one Dwayne Clucci. He joins me every Sunday here. He is the race and sportsbook director over at the Rampart. Just get a little bit of a feel as to how good, how bad, how indifferent some of those late-game collapses or, in some cases, those late-game heroics were. In terms of a lot of these teams from this NFL Sunday, probably ask him if he got any action in terms of the college basketball games that we saw. As a matter of fact, as I do this live, the PK Invitational is just wrapping up. So we'll get his thoughts there. And our number two, David Baker, 
the Westgate Super Contest champion from 2020. And a man that makes his bones as a professional poker player is going to be joining me. We're going to get his thoughts from this week in the NFL. And I'm sure that there's going to be many great thoughts and turn it forward. Take a look at to next week in the NFL. And then we're going to be doing a lot of that as well in our number three with Albert Wynn. You know him better as analytics cappers. So it is going to be a great show tonight. And we've got ourselves an absolutely terrific show because, well, the NFL delivered in terms of hoopla just all week long. It started out on Thursday, the late game in the Thanksgiving slate. You saw the Vikings be able to get it done against the Patriots in one of the crazier games that you're going to see. And then just all throughout the day. I mean, man, it was insane result upon insane result. The Browns being able to win in overtime. The late game heroics of the Las Vegas Raiders. You are able to go down the list. And these are the sorts of weeks where if you were on the right side of, say, the Vegas Raiders, if you were on the right side of the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is why you love betting on sports. This is the stuff that you live for, and these are the dream weeks that you always want. If you had the Baltimore Ravens, if you had the Seattle Seahawks, if you look at my Circa Millions card, I had both. These are the weeks that you really, really dread, and you know why it's called the witching hour when it comes to all those good folks over there on Red Zone. And I mean, there are just some things that are just very, very hard to handicap. Like anyone that has Josh Jacobs right now on your fantasy team, this was a dream week for him. Having a pair of touchdowns, including that 80 plus yarder at the end of the game, that's just absolutely wild and crazy. And it just continues to go to show that. The NFL is very parity-driven, and the NFL, it just has a bunch of equally matched teams. Even the team that was able to cover the big spread in the Miami Dolphins, there was no short shortage of, shall we say, sweat in that game as Skyler Thompson was into the game very, very late. And if the Texans decide to go for it on fourth down rather than kick a field goal late, who knows? They might be able to get a cover with Kyle Allen getting the start and throwing two picks in this game, by the way. For the Texans, I have absolutely no idea why they had Dari Ungawale. He was the leading rusher for the team with 14 yards. They did not even attempt to run the ball in this game. So that was a fascination, to say the least. But just all across the league, you saw collapse after collapse. And every single one of these games, it felt like the side, the total, what have you. There was not a single game that really didn't have betting implications late in them, in them. So even when you got a little bit of a blow game, like say the LA Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, boy, oh boy, things were getting a little bit, were getting a little bit tense if you were a bit more of a Chiefs backer because that's a number that closed in a lot of places right around 15 and a half. They barely get within the number thanks to a Harrison Butker 22-yard field goal. So, man, it was just very, very crazy. And it's just something that I go back to what I was saying on the show towards Thanksgiving, because you may recall on Thanksgiving, we had two teams that were north of a seven point underdog. They both are able to cover. And we did see the bigger favorites be able to cover in this week. It was the Kansas City Chiefs just by the skin of their teeth being able to get by against the LA Rams. Once again, with that Dolphins game, they just barely get by the Houston Texans. But this is just the sort of, season where I just can't bring myself to be laying big numbers. Heck, because the number was north of three, I have big trepidations with laying it with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens 
they looked like they were going to get it done. They made like your buddy at the bar. They could not close, but that was one where you were feeling very, very tense about it. We're going to have a very interesting Monday night football game for bets giving. And I am going to try to get every answer humanly possible from Dave. Hopefully he is listening. So that way he comes prepared to either plead the fifth or show his hand as to what we're going to be getting from him in terms of this bets giving bets for Monday. But it just leads to so many question marks. And when it comes to the playoff race right now, typically at this point in the season, things are starting to crystallize a little bit more. And you know what? There are some things that you're able to bank on at this point with the Green Bay Packers not being able to get the win against the Eagles. They are done and buried out there in the NFC North. As a matter of fact, they're actually behind the Detroit Lions in terms of the NFC North standings. That's something I did not think I'd be saying at this point. So that's one that, you know what, that's pretty much science yield and deliver. But if you take a look at the NFC East, I just, I keep bringing up this team on this show every week, but the Washington Commanders, with now having Taylor Heineke behind center, and goodness gracious, Ron Rivera better not go back to Carson Wentz with what we've been seeing right now, but I mean, the Commanders are a team that I really like what I'm seeing out of them right now. I think that this is a team that they can make a playoff run. They've got the very, very unconventional split in that they're going to be playing two straight games against the Giants. They've got a game against the Giants, they've got a bye week, and then they've got another game against the Giants. But I'm of the belief that right now they could be able to pull off both of those games. That would then put them at 9-5. and five. That would perhaps knock the Giants out of the playoffs, which that was a little bit of a fraudulent 7-2. and two. I think that we could all say that. But, man, there are a lot of teams that they are starting to rise to the top. And then there are other teams that they sort of have that potential and they're not able to break through. I am here venting about the Baltimore Ravens, but that's a team that every single week I watch this team and I'm relatively impressed. They've had at least a nine-point lead in all 11 of their games. The question is, can they close? And I mean, John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I think that some might disagree on that a little bit, but I have a lot of respect for John Harbaugh. Year in and year out, he always does a very good job of being able to put his players in positions to be able to win every single week. You get a... you get a competitive effort of the Baltimore Ravens. Just at this point, they have had so many leads that going into the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, they're not able to hang on to. It's been very strange to see, to say the least. And, I mean, John Harbaugh, another guy with a very, very good track record. So we shall see on that front. And then how about the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 pushing, in my opinion, the correct buttons. I know that there was a lot made all week long about Zach Wilson, what do you do with that? And this is where a lot of handicapping, sometimes you need to look away from the analytics a little bit more and you just have to go by human fe- human feel. I felt like a scarecrow would have given the Jets a better chance to win in this game rather than Zach Wilson. And I absolutely love what Coach Sala did with this team. He decided, you know what? Not only am I not going to make Zach Wilson the number two guy, he is now going to be the number three guy. He's pretty much going to be relegated from all action. He's not going to be active for this game. We are going to completely take him away from this team because I'm going to lose the other 52 guys on this roster if I leave him in there. And it was the correct move. They completely dump truck the Chicago Bears. Now, part of it is the Chicago Bears were also starting Trevor Simeon in this game. And, well... I do think that that is the correct move moving forward with the Bears. You've seen what you need to see out of Justin Fields. I don't suggest shutting him down because when it comes to a young NFL quarterback like Justin Fields, he's going to need to get more reps, but you don't want to re-aggravate any sort of an injury as maybe you bring him back two, three weeks from now. I think shutting him down is a little bit too much of a stretch, but 
if you're the Chicago Bears, you don't want to be taking risks that are very unnecessary, things that could make things a little bit worse. So, yeah, that's something to take note of as well. But just all across the NFL, we are seeing anarchy. We are seeing just absolute chaos. And if you're a veteran, you are able to hit on those late results like we see in so many of these, we saw in so many of these games here in week number 12. You're feeling good about yourself. If you had some of these not go your way, you feel very bad. But what is always so important is to keep things into context. If you were like me and you had yourself the Ravens, you had the Seattle Seahawks, you're able to go down the list. Heck, if you had the Saints, I know that the gentleman that prelude me in Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard, they do an absolutely amazing job. But, I mean, you feel bad about that one as well. And just have to realize things are cyclical in terms of beats. When you take some bad beats, you know what? It's probably going to be coming back around, and it's a big reason why you want to remember the good ones as well because when you have the bad beats like we see in week number 12 for some of us, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, I did get this one to go my way last week or two weeks ago. I probably should not have gotten there in this game. Like for me, it's looking back on that Green Bay Packers versus Buffalo Bills game. Somehow, some way, the Packers were able to cover that game that they had no business whatsoever covering. So that makes you feel a little bit better, takes away a little bit of the sting. And when you are on the right side of things, be like, okay, I got away with one. I probably want to make a little bit of an adjustment because I might not be so lucky this time. But take it. Do not apologize about it whatsoever. And keep that balance. Just keep on trying to come up with the big-time winners. And a man that always does a great job of coming up with winners, that'd be Dave Tooley. He joins me next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— 
We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your next win is brewing. Play for free fantasy baseball, football, and basketball with draft time matchups presented by Miller Lite. Draft wins in 13 contests and compete for your share of $41,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Miller Lite now to get in on the action. Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, 21 years or older terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please celebrate responsibly. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network, Please out to be joined by the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to our VSIM Best Giving Contest. A man that this show is going to be doing everything humanly possible to track down as it is Dave Tooley. The man is a wizard. He does a great job tracking action in pretty much every single market that you're able to bet. Such a great asset to us here at VSIM as he does an amazing job just in pretty much every facet, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, what have you. Dave, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Wow, you're really buttering me up. Uh, looking yes. for <laughs> looking for info here, aren't you? <laughs> but thank you, thank you very much. Uh, we have to do so because you right now lead the contest with getting the Raiders in on the money line. That puts you ahead of Matt Humans by a little bit, and then myself and Gil are sort of in three and four. So we're gonna need to get a little bit of something there. But Dave, before we dive into the contest, because I think that we need to save the best for last. Just what did you make out of this week in general? Because you saw it in that game that you were able to hit on in the Raiders versus the Seahawks. We actually got some high-scoring games, and thanks to some of these totals being shaded down, not the worst week in the world in terms of overs. I don't think that we're going to get our second week of more overs and unders in a row, but certainly we did see some pretty interesting results. Yeah, the unders went 7-5 and five for today. Um, but the overs were two and one on uh, on Thanksgiving, so yeah, unders leading eight and six uh, this week. 
Yeah, that, that Raiders Seahawks obviously a shootout, and uh, I thought I was doomed with my money line play on the Raiders after Carlson missed the, the field goal in overtime, and again a couple other times during the game too. <laughs> I thought I was drawing dead, but uh, but no, uh, yeah, like like you mentioned before the break, yeah, yeah, so many of these games come come down to the end, and uh, coin, coin flip results, results especially in regards to the sides and totals. And I know that one of the people that is pretty much tied with myself, Gil Alexander, he sometimes mentions end-of-game college basketball results sort of being like Plinko. It felt like you were playing Plinko this week in the NFL, and <laughs> a lot of weeks it feels like that as well, as it could be very, very interesting. But in terms of underdogs, looks like it was a very solid week for them. We saw, obviously, the Raiders were able to cash out right on the money line. You did see the Philadelphia Eagles be able to pull it off late. That would have been nice if the Packers would have been able to get there. But all in all, for underdogs, been a very interesting week. And a lot of the underdogs that were right around that three, three and a half mark. They were the ones that were really able to get home this week. Right. Although, you know, favorites uh, did actually uh, do well um, you know, straight up. And I had them, I had them leading uh, seven and six against the spread on the week. Uh, two two games we're going to close pick them, uh, the Broncos Panthers and the Bengals Titans. Although you know for most of the week the Broncos were favored and they lost, and the and the Bengals were f- favored short favorites and they won. So uh, you can you can add a one and one record uh, if you if you want to call those teams favorites uh, this week. But but yeah the the dogs uh, that got there yeah winning outright were the uh, yeah the the Browns in overtime against the Buccaneers, uh, the Jaguars with that. Uh, late uh, two-point conversion to get the win, and uh, the Raiders in in overtime, and 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 obviously the uh, the Chargers, uh, you know, had a two-point conversion to beat the Cardinals, but uh, they did not cover the two and a half point spread. And I am so salty about that one because those that watch the show know that I've got a side bet with Jason Kahn. If the Cardinals get over four wins. I get some money if they win four games or fewer this year. I have to do a stupid TikTok dance. Had they not gotten the two-point conversion, I would have immediately been bailed out. Good news is the Cardinals still have the Broncos on the schedule. So at the very least, we've got a little bit of something there in terms of hope. But that one was a little bit heartbreaking for myself personally. And we're hoping that this Monday night game is not heartbreaking as Let's call it what it is. This might not be the world's greatest matchup, although the Colts, they're looking to claw their way back into the a- AFC South and just the AFC playoff picture in general. It is the Colts who are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers currently a two and a half point underdog and a total of between 39 and 39 and a half. Sounds like you've got a little bit of a teaser going on with this game. Take me through what you're taking a look at in Monday Night Football. Yeah, uh, teasing the Steelers in the two teams, six point teaser from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half. Um, I, I gave this out in my column all week on Toulouse takes today on vcin.com. And I, I also hit the teaser today with the, uh, the Panthers and the Titans. And I have, I have live, te- live teasers from both of those to uh, the Steelers plus uh, plus eight and a half here, but uh, yeah, for money night purposes. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, take the Steelers to keep it close, even though the Colts are improved, but then, you know, Lower lower the total to 33, the six-point teaser. So over 33. I mean, I think both teams are going to really try and run the ball, but both defenses are, are, are pretty solid. So I don't think they're going to have that much success. I, I think both teams are going to have to pass. And, uh, yeah, again, going over a low total like this in the NFL, I think is the, is the way to go. 
And do you have any sort of a player prop or any sort of plot prop in terms of Monday Night Football? You, you knew that this question was going to be coming. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I'll just say I'm not going to tip my hand. Dang but uh, And I haven't made a decision, obviously. I'm, I'm going to be scouring all the available props. Yeah, the problem is that even though I'm in the lead, I have a huge target on me. And, you know, I, I know everyone's just going to be playing these wild props to try and, you know, make up ground. Uh, you know, no, you know, figuring where I'm going to probably be if I, you know, if I win both my bets or I split my bets. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to hold off 17 people playing, uh, you know, God knows what. And I feel like this is sort of like Jeopardy on steroids because typically with Jeopardy, you can only bet how much you have, but. In this case, you could take a 50 to one prop if you really wanted to on something like a first touchdown score being some guy that we've like never heard of before. So there is always that aspect of it. Now, granted, some person we've never heard of hitting the first touchdown at like north of 20 to one, probably not going to be happening. But you know what? There is still that risk. And it's just so interesting because you're in a situation where you could play it safe. You could take like some prop for there to be like, no field goal at minus 1000 or something like that. You could really go for it or you could go somewhere in the middle. And I think that because I know there are some people that they have some of these for fun contests as well, that it's such an interesting place for you to be right now, because it's whether or not you want to really go for it. You want to play it really, really safe or sort of take that middle ground approach. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, you know, Jeopardy. If you have, you know, have the lead, you know, sometimes you can bet a certain amount to guarantee that you, you, you win, whether you get Final Jeopardy right or wrong. And but yeah, the the problem here is that you just don't know what all these other players are playing. So again, I'll, I'll try and try and find a, a logical prop and to hope to extend the lead and then just uh, let the chips fall where they may. We tried to get an answer from Dave. We were unable to do so. He decided to plead the fifth, which. I do salute you for that. I figured that you were going to, but being the host of this show, being someone that is one of those like 17 to 18 people in the hunt, I had to do my part. I'm sure that the other contestants thank me for my efforts. But with that said, we've also got to get your thoughts in terms of week 12 in the, or week 13 in the NFL as well as week 12 final game is Monday night football. And for week 13, we're seeing some of these look at lines have some movement on it. I do think that this one is interesting that you're taking a look at it's the Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens were a six point favorite on the look at now we're finding them as an eight and a half point or an eight straight up favorite. And with the Baltimore Ravens, they're a team that, I lost with very, very unfortunately, and with the Denver Broncos, they're just not really showing a pulse at this point, but I do fear because we've been seeing it all year long, these teams that are north of a touchdown favorite have not been covering that. Perhaps this line is getting a little bit too steep. Yeah, that, that's that's how I feel about it. Uh, the Westgate opened at uh, Ravens minus 7.5, and, and it got that to 8 uh, earlier this evening. But, I mean, the Broncos, yeah, they're they're on the skids. Um didn't, didn't, couldn't beat the Panthers today, but their defense keeps them in most games. And as you mentioned before the break, uh, the Ravens, they didn't blow a double digit lead today, but they were up by nine, 19 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. So they, they've blown, blown four fourth quarter leads this year. Uh, so they, they tend to let teams stick around too. So yeah, I think getting a touchdown there is value. Yep. I do think so as well. And then if you think that this Monday night football is not so terrific, well, We've got the Saints and the Buccaneers in prime time. We've got about 30 seconds here. 
Buccaneers, a six-point favorite. Is that a little bit too lofty for next week, or is there a little bit of value with the Buck with the Bucks and Tom Brady? Oh no, I, I like the Saints uh, plus six. Um, it did open six and a half. I missed that one, but I, I, I like the Saints plus six. We've seen the Saints defense over the years, even though they didn't cover in the first meeting this year. But the Saints defense are uh, pretty good against Tom Brady, so I expect them to to put to keep keep it close. And for the offense, you know, which got shut out today uh, by the 49ers, but I, I expect the the offense here to to bounce back and keep it this close. And as sad as it is, if the Saints are able to win that game, they're back in it in the NFC South standings, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they're 4-8 right now. Absolutely crazy. But what is not crazy is Dave Tooley delivering again. He does such great work here at the network. A big thanks to him. And coming up next, we go down to the Rampart Race in Sportsbook. We're going to be joined by Sportsbook Director Dwayne Clucci here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, what have you fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Friday Night College Football Bet and Get. Sunday football parlay insurance and so much more. Head on over to betrivers.com or download the BetRivers app today because it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peters Experience. I'm Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, and it is great to be joined by our guests as Dwayne Colucci does absolutely tremendous work over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. He is the director over there and he joins me every Sunday. And Dwayne, a very, very crazy week, my friend, with everything that has gone on. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, definitely, Greg. I appreciate you having me on as always. And uh, yeah, it started on Thursday, basically, with some of those uh, outcomes, especially the latter two games, you know, with the backdoor cover for the Giants. And then you had the, uh, you know, the Patriot game, which was just fabulous against the Vikings, you know, a call there again with the ground and the catch and so much parity. And then it just carried on into today, especially the morning games. Jacksonville with a, uh, an amazing comeback there late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Cleveland upsetting Tampa Bay. And several of these games went down to the wire. I mean, Cincinnati and Tennessee was a fabulous matchup. Even the Miami-Houston game, you know, uh, from a point spread perspective, you know, you had some, uh, you know, happenings there and some action if you did have the underdog. But uh, great games all around, I have to say, Greg. And uh, a tremendous weekend of action this Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Yep, I, I because we've got our Visa and bets giving. The total that I took was yeah. actually under forty-seven in terms of the Texans versus the Dolphins game. So both the spread and the total were very much in doubt on that. And how'd you guys come out with all the late hoopla? Because I know you guys typically have quite a bit of liability on the Raiders. So them getting that touchdown late, I have to think, was very fascinating. And you just mentioned it with the Jaguars. I have to imagine that there was quite a bit of liability on the Ravens. So. I have to think that that was one of your better results. Yeah, definitely. The Baltimore game was one of the better results of the weekend. The Raiders, it wasn't that bad, believe it or not, this week. You know, usually the public is just steamed on the Raiders. They naturally took them this week again, and you did have some parlay liability. But, uh, you know, good two-way action on that game because a lot of people are respecting and the public are respecting Seattle now. And Jacobs with just a fabulous, fabulous game. I mean, this guy has done it all for the Raiders on the offensive side 
side of the ball. You know, definitely when you look at the Raiders, they are deficient on the defensive side, but running the ball, uh, you know, a phenomenal performance, almost 240 yards, two touchdowns. And, uh, you know, like we were saying before we came in, Greg, he was in the doghouse and a lot of people were looking to pin the blame on somebody. And Josh Jacobs was definitely the poster child for this, but this guy has come through. He's outplayed both Carr and Adams in my, uh, you know, opinion and definitely is keeping the Raiders hanging around. And from a betting perspective, now winning games in overtime, they're showing a lot of class and a lot of moxie. And I'm sure that the betting public here in Las Vegas will once again have, uh, you know, uh, definitely an emotional wave and start supporting them, uh, you know, from their side of the counter. So we'll be prepared for that from our side of the counter because we have to make those adjustments. And when the Raiders start to win games, we will keep an eye on that. But uh, that was a game that fabulous two-way action, a little more Raider action naturally. Uh, A better outcome, though, definitely from the Baltimore-Jacksonville game like you touched upon. Oh, absolutely. And then in terms of this weekend's action as well, I'm sure that it's been going on all week long because you not only have NFL, but I want to get in a little bit of college basketball here. We'll get back into the NFL in a minute, but how much liability did you guys have this weekend in terms of all these tournaments that had happened out here in lovely Las Vegas? You had out there in Portland, Oregon, the PK Invitational, bunch of top 25 teams. I know that college basketball really gets heated up once, once the football season ends, but With that said, how much liability did you have on college basketball this week? Because there was actually a lot of really good matchups this week. Yeah, we had some excellent handle. I'll be honest with you, Greg. You know, definitely it's overshadowed by the NFL. And you had the three-day college action, which also, uh, you know, superseded. But college basketball will start to heat up now, especially with the college football season winding down. And you had some excellent teams, like you said, you know, Duke playing the whole weekend, uh, Gonzaga, all these teams, these top 25 teams, and a lot of competition. You saw a lot of upsets. You know, we saw how impressive Texas was early on you know they they are the number one team right now i believe still in the rankings but uh, definitely great college basketball handle to start the season this is full swing now greg from a bookmaker standpoint because you do have the college hoops you have the nba you have the nhl and the golden knights you have the nfl and the nfl playing on thanksgiving as well as sunday and like we said the college parity the big game of michigan and uh, ohio state that was unbelievable handle on that game And we had a lot of great handle games, USC, Notre Dame. So, so much happening. And yes, college basketball adds to the mix. The handle was very, very good. And uh, definitely people are interested. And when you have more happening here at T-Mobile, at the various arenas in Las Vegas, it only enhances. And, uh, you know, there was also the announcement, I believe the Final Four is going to come here. Which is is just super exciting, Greg. That is just super exciting. Super Bowl final four everything coming full circle we already had the stanley cup finals here in the inaugural season uh what's left nba and baseball where you never could tell las vegas is not just a gambling city now greg it is a full sports city and college basketball is part of that and when you do have an event within the city how much does that raise a handle because i have to think that when the nfl draft was happening out here in las vegas I mean, you guys probably take quite a bit in terms of the NFL draft, but I have to think that that went through the roof with having all the people in from just all across the country just flocking to the uh, just flocking to Las Vegas. And I have to think that next year's Super Bowl, when it's out here in Las Vegas, that is going to be completely bonkers and a half. 
Yeah, definitely. And what you have with the draft there, Greg, is that we have to get a little innovative and we have to put up various props because with the public being here, they're looking for entertainment and wagering on top of the draft itself. So when you have all these people coming here to commute, you want to get a little innovative and invent some propositions. Chris does a fabulous job with his team over at the South Point. He has my full support over at the Rampart. And definitely with the Super Bowl coming, uh, you know, we have 20 prop sheets for that so that's definitely covered but when you have unique situations final four you look to get a little more uh you know try to create a little more handle from my side of the counter and the super bowl coming final four it's just it's unbelievable greg i'll tell you but it adds to the handle always when you have it in your backyard and so many people traveling like we said so many different colleges from different parts of the country it just adds to our handle and definitely great to have all these tournaments and all all these sporting events here in Las Vegas. Oh, yes, and you've always got to love it because the West Coast Conference Tournament is always out here. When Gonzaga gets up like 25 points on, who should we pick on here? Do we want to pick on Loyola Marymount? Do we want to pick on you, San Diego, what have you? But when Gonzaga gets up 25 points and you see a whole bunch of cheering, they aren't cheering because Drew Timmy got point number 17 of the game they're cheering because right now they're covering that like 23 24 point spread so (laughs) that's always a lot of fun and speaking of covering spreads we shall see what happens in terms of Monday Night Football I know you guys have been taking quite a bit of action in terms of Steelers versus Colts game Colts are right now two and a half point favorites Toronto's game is 39 and a half what have you been seeing in terms of the action because it feels like this is a game where you can make a um, a case for both of these teams. It opened up in a lot of places right around that three marker. It's been going back and forth between there. What sort of action are you guys seeing and where are you guys at on it right now? Yeah, Greg, we've been seeing a little dog action. Actually, we opened it at the key number of three. The Colts, the favorite, naturally. Now it's bet down to two and a half. I mean, they've lost seven in a row against Pittsburgh. They haven't beaten Pittsburgh in 14 years, Greg. So I think the public definitely sees all these stats that are out there readily available now. So, you know, you also buy into Saturday another game of him being the head coach. Is he proven? I don't believe so just yet. Matt Ryan against a young quarterback. We're going to see how it definitely plays out so far we're seeing a little more action on the Pittsburgh Steelers like I said the line is currently two and a half at the Rampart and South Point total of 39 and a half Like I said, you know, 14 years, that's a huge tradition, but the Colts desperately need the game. Uh, You know, it's going to be interesting to see. I think we're going to get a little more Colts handle as we get closer to the game. I believe they are the better team, but that's by a very, very thin margin. I'll tell you that right now. And that defense better come to play. Uh, You know, Pittsburgh really, they're going to try to throw some niches out there, but their offense isn't that finely tuned just yet. That's why you're seeing a total of 39 and a half, and we're getting good two-way action on that total. A lot of the public, uh, you know, doesn't know what to make of this game. Definitely, though, a key game. We're going to see a lot of handle, and we do have a lot of liability on both sides going into these Monday night games because all the parlays uh, from the weekend. Yep, and to your point, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, very unfortunately for them, Kenny Pickett has been living up to his name, and they have been picking it thus far this season. The <laughs> opponents have been. And a man that always does a great job whenever he joins me, that would be you, Dwayne. You do a great job over at the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it, Greg, and you have a great Sunday evening.
you as well, Dwayne. And coming up next, it is that time that I give you a little bit of a Monday Night Football breakdown next year on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life— We've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
The VSIN Cyber Monday deal is on like Donkey Kong. Sign up now and become a VSIN Pro subscriber, and you will get a daily recap of all the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving for every single game. Deep dives like daily betting reports, plus our upcoming College Bowl and Super Bowl guides. The new VSIN annual post. Po New VSIN annual pro subscribers also get a $30 credit to the VSIN store. The VSIN store, great place to shop for everything VSIN sports betting. Hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time Cyber Monday deal. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. First things first, thanks to our two guests that joined me the last two segments, Dwayne Colucci, the race and sportsbook director over there at the Rampart. And then we also add on Dave Tooley. He is a man that does it all here at VEASAN and also the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to bets giving. So we tried to extract what he's going to be doing for the prop because when it comes to bets giving, we've got to take this Monday night football game. I'll give you guys my handicap here in a second, but we've got to take a side in the game. So that means we've got to land on the Colts or we've got to land on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then we've also going got to take a a player prop, or actually not a player prop, but just any sort of a prop. And that's a little bit of what I'm going to be taking a look at as well. And right now, the big determination is what do we do in terms of a prop? Because right now, I am behind Dave Tooley by about 150 or so make-believe dollars somewhere in that neighborhood. Matt Humans is also very much in the race. I'm probably down to him by about $100. Myself and Gil Alexander, we're pretty much 3A, 3B. I think I've got like a few cents of juice on Gil, but I mean, it is very much a dead heat there. And then from there, everyone is chasing us. So this means that we don't have to get too far off the reservation. So let's see what we can come up with. First things first, let's just give you guys where we're standing on this game in terms of the spread and total. Right now, the Colts, they're a two and a half point favorite across the board, and your total is anywhere between 39 and 39 and a half. Right now, where I land is I can't trust Kenny Pickett. I I just can't. I've I'm wanting to take a little bit of a shot on the money line, something like that, to be able to try to get that plus number on the Steelers. And I think that there's going to be a lot of people in the contest that do it. I just can't do it. I mean, Kenny Pickett stinks. I wish I could put it any other way, but Kenny Pickett has lived up to his name and they are picking him left, right, and sideways. This has not been good. And Jeff Saturday has actually been able to give this Colts team a little bit of fight. It's not that he's like some supreme genius of a coach or anything like that. The Colts just needed a little bit of a rallying cry. And you know what? Getting Matt Ryan back out there, a proud veteran, he's been able to provide that for him. Meanwhile, the Steelers have a guy in Kenny Pickett who's got three touchdowns, eight picks this season. So, and it's not too terrific. Najee Harris, ever since he's gotten into the NFL, he has been a highly inefficient runner. As He's got a career about 3.7 to 3.8 yards per carry. They're decided able to get him going. Now, last few weeks have honestly been not so bad for him. He has had 90-plus yards in each of the team's last two games. So, that's something positive to be able to build around. And let's call it what it is for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're just one of the bottom offenses in all of the NFL. And that's right now what's absolutely killing them because with the Colts, they're a bit banged up when it comes to the defense. You've got quite a few guys that are questionable for this game, like Ngakwe. You've got DeForest Buckner, who's questionable. Quiddy Pay is already ruled out. Zaire Franklin, we don't know if he's going to be able to go or not for the Steelers. They do come in in a little bit of better health, but 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're just not healthy with regards to the offense. And the only way that they're going to be able to get the job done is by going and really going to the ground game because I don't think that there's any way that Kenny Pickett puts up any sort of numbers whatsoever, even with the injuries that the Colts have. They still have a good enough defense to completely stifle him. Now, that leads us into some of the props that we're taking a look at. Kenny Pickett to throw an interception is minus 120, and I mean, this should probably be minus 150 at this point. Kenny Pickett is not any good at all. That is one that I certainly have start. It's one that I'll personally be betting. It's just a matter of do you use it for the contest or not? Because right now where I stand is if I hit both of my bets, I should be in good position as long as I take anything of plus money. I think I'm going to be on the other side of Dave in terms of this game because Dave is very much an underdog player. The next time I see Dave take a favorite, it's going to be the first time. So I sort of know that I need to hit the side of the Colts in this one. So that makes the determination easier for me. And plus with the Colts, as long as we've got the two and a half number, I feel good about it at three. That becomes a little bit more of a roll of the dice. I'm going to need to lock this one in because absolutely with taking the Colts, I can't take a three. I, I could take a two and a half. And if it goes down to two, you know what? You may be lost out on perhaps a little bit of a push. But losing the two and a half and having that go to three, that would be cataclysmically bad. So I've got to absolutely get the two and a half that's available right now. I'll probably go on during the one of these breaks while I'm on air, and I will probably lock this one in. Now it becomes a question of, do you go for it in the prop? Do you go somewhere in the middle? Or do you play it super duper safe and hope for just a 12-card pile up in front of you? That is sort of where you stand. It's sort of like where if you're familiar with the game Price is Right, you sort of have an idea of what you've got in front of you, and you're hoping that everyone in front of you goes way, way super high, and then you just bid $1. You can take that approach. I have a feeling that if I take that $1 approach, though, it's not going to be enough. At the same time, I don't think that I need to really swing for the fences in terms of first touchdown score, because if you take a look at this market, Jonathan Taylor is plus 350, Najee Harris is plus 650, Michael Pittman is plus 750, Everyone else is a flyer. You've got like Matt Frymuth, who's plus fourteen or plus fourteen hundred. George Pickens at fifteen to one. Benny Snell at sixteen to one. We're able to go down the list. Honestly, if I really had to take a long shot, no touchdown score is sixty to one, and I don't necessarily hate it. I'm not going to go that extreme because, well, we don't need to take that much of a risk. If that were a hit, by the way, you, you'd have everything won in terms of the contest. Anyone that hits a sixty to one shot. You win this contest, but that said, just taking a look at things, taking a look at the market, one thing that really stands out to me and one thing that I think would probably win the contest if it hits. I'm taking a look at the prop market and I'm seeing first drive, field goal made, plus 550. That would probably put me ahead of Dave. I don't think that anyone in terms of the guys in front of me because I'm chasing down Matt Humans, I'm chasing down... Dave Tooley, two wise veterans of sports betting. I'm pretty much tied with Gil Alexander right now. I think that Gil might be willing to go for it. I don't think that Matt Humans is going to be going off the reservation. I certainly don't think that Dave Tooley is going to be going with some wacky like, oh, we're going to bank on Kiki Kuti or something like that to score the first touchdown of the game or anything like that. I don't think that we're going to be seeing that happen. Plus 550 would probably get me to the window unless if we see... Well, something very, very strange happening, but that is something to take a look at. When it comes to something like win margin, 
that is also something to take a look at. Now, I would need to check with our wonderful program director over there, John Goulet, just to make sure that we would be in the right with regards to some of these props. But these are game props. I think that we should be good in terms of something like a margin, a correct score, something like that. But that is something to really dive into. It's something that I would want to ask about before we make that official. But I do think that taking a look at just a little bit of a game prop might be the way for me to go. I'm really leaning towards that first field goal. I will be diving into this a little bit more during the show, and I will make up my mind by the final segment. I will give you guys that, but it's very, very interesting to dive in on that. And heck, I think that this is going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. In terms of total field goals made, over three and a half at plus 125, I don't think it's a world's worst look. Because with Kenny Pickett, he's throwing eight interceptions this year, but it's not like he's throwing like three, four, five a game or anything like that. He is throwing more like one a game. And the Steelers, they've got a good enough defense. They're able to give them some relatively decent field position. And you've got a Colts ground game that is very, very solid. But the Colts, they've had a tough time being able to function in all season long. I think that this could be a little bit of a field goal fest. We've seen it with a lot of these, shall we say, bad primetime games. You remember, to what we saw in that Broncos versus, I believe it was Colts game, that was just so bad where there was no touchdown scored in that game. So the Colts already have one game this season in which we have seen no touchdown scored in the entirety of the game. It's just a field goal fest. And so I do think that total field goals is one that is going to be making my card in terms of something that I'll personally bet. Whether or not that is one that I lock in on, that is a question mark. So we've got total field goals made. We've got first score being a field goal or first drive being a field goal at plus 550. Kenny Pickett to throw an interception. We've got those three to choose from. If we get any sort of a wild card, you're going to hear it at the end of the show. But that's what we're taking a look at along with the Colts being a favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the points. And now we've got to give you guys a little bit of a VEASAN pro tip. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. And the pro tip for this hour is... Many of you guys probably experienced this much like I did in terms of the NFL this week. Bad beats are going to happen. When a bad beat does happen, do not like completely up your unit size on your next bet. Do not go into chase mode. Just let the one loss be the one loss. Do not compound it. Coming up next, going to give you guys my DK Nation pick on the hardwood for college basketball for this Monday here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. 
In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.